We are live and rolling back on the Run Fast podcast here with a familiar guest to the show, Garrett McQuitty of Cal Berkeley Track and Field Cross Country. Garrett, thank you for taking the time. We'll give you the chance to introduce yourself once again, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, anything else you want to share that's been on your mind or that's been going on in your life recently that we haven't heard about since we've last had you on. Awesome. Appreciate you guys, Miles and Evans. Um, yeah, having fun. Um, I'm Garrett McQuitty. I'm a junior at UC Berkeley now on the cross-country track teams, as you said. Uh, I'm from Saratoga, California, about an hour south of Berkeley. Um, and as of a month ago, a sub four miler with a 358.67 and then hoping to, hoping to do some fun things this outdoor season. Um, but yeah. Sweet. And so I believe we last talked in August or July, it might have been. But so that was during the summer, kind of talking about the copes and expectations going into cross country season. And now we've gotten all the way through indoor season. Wow, time has flown. But I don't know, Miles, maybe you want to start us off going through with the cross country 2020 recap. Any, any questions you have for that? Um, yeah, I'll just start with, you know, a general pretty much recap of the whole thing before we jump into the track season. So uh, take us through the season. What were some key meets for you? Um, and what do you say? What was some competition that challenged uh, your team and yourself? Yeah, um, I'd say, so started off the season um, with our usual opener over at USF, um, followed that up two weeks later with a race at Riverside. Um, that would have been a preview of the conference course, um, and then a training block in the middle, um, followed by a meet in Santa Clara, and then conference back down at Riverside, uh, and then two weeks later, regionals in um, in Seattle at um, at a golf course up there. Um, definitely wanted wanted more out of the season than what I ended up getting. Um, unfortunately had a little bit of sickness in what should have been a really solid training block um, right in the middle between the, the Bronco Invitational at Seneca. All right, no, it was uh, between the the Riverside meet, the conference preview meet and um, and the Bronco invite. So it, it should have been a really solid um, four weeks at like 80, 85 miles a week, training real hard, um, getting all the work in, um, getting ready for the end of the season. Um, unfortunately, we had a lot of sickness going around our team. And so um, I'd say like from, from that point in the season, like things that um, started to not go exactly how I wanted them to go. Um, but like nothing I can do about that. Happy it wasn't like a running related injury where I had to like take time off from something that I didn't want to take time off from, but just like obviously would have not wanted to get um, a pretty solid sickness right in the middle of the season. Yeah. And with that whole sickness and kind of that big obstacle going, going around the whole team, how did you guys kind of acclimate to that? And how did that, how did your team ha- kind of respond to that sort of adversity? Yeah, we, we definitely like tried to res- respond to it as best as we could. Um, but it was obviously a, a difficult situation because we had like guys um, who should have been within our top seven, like um, being like in and out of practice, because obviously we wanted to get the sickness gone as, as um, fast as possible. It was like a, a pretty solid flu or cold going around. Um, but then we'd, we'd have guys that had to miss practice because we didn't want people there when we were sick um, just because like that's going to pass it to everybody else and keep the sickness rolling. But then that's going to take a guy out of practice for, for a couple of days. And so it was definitely a little unfortunate. We tried to keep our heads up high and keep working hard. Yeah. So you just talk about the sickness part. Um, so, and how that kind of uh, played with what you were trying to achieve this season. So how would you, how would you describe how you're, uh, initial season goals going into the season matched up against the actual season? I'd say I, I definitely wanted more, um, wanted more out of the cross country season. Um, started off pretty well at, um, at USF and at the Riverside meet. Um, but then like would have wanted to like improve my place at our conference meet, um, down in Riverside as to what I was, uh, last year in, uh, in Salt Lake city. I think, uh, last year I was, I want to say like 36th or something like that um and then this year I think I was like in the 70s um and so I would have probably wanted to like 
take off maybe five places from from last year as opposed to like doubling my place which is what ended up happening unfortunately yeah i mean that that race i remember watching it i think the during lunch that day but that race went out super super fast i think the winning time was like a sub 23 i don't know about the the terrain of the course if you could speak to that a little bit Mm -hmm. but that was like a sub 23 clocking for i think was it mika who won or charles or uh, I, I think I think Charles won. Uh, Mika was I want to say he was in the top five, um, but I, I, def, I don't think he won. Um, but yeah, the, the course was pretty nice. It was pretty flat, um, just a, a flat, fast dirt course. Um, two, four k loops, which is kind of unconventional. Usually our loops are like two uh, k loops that we just do four times, but this time it was other way around. We did four k loops twice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a flat and fast course. Uh, a couple of sharp turns, um, but other than that, like I I I wasn't too surprised that the times were really fast yeah and so obviously they're probably you covered a little bit of the low is like obviously maybe not as much success with the cross-country season but were there any high points you could identify within the team like a growing moment for the guys or maybe there was a point where like oh i ran i know i ran fast or you saw some other like some of the young guys grow as runners mm-hmm. were those there those high moments as well that you kind of noticed during the course of the season i'd, I'd say a pretty high moment was our our first mid season at the the usf invite um it was me and my teammate Landon Lee and a freshman teammate Caden Carney, Landon's a sophomore. Um, and we were in a pretty solid pack throughout the vast majority of the race. Um, and then towards like the last K, so it was 2K loops over at the Polo Fields in San Francisco. Uh, so yeah. it on like the farthest part of the course was about 1K to go. Um, Caden started picking it up and I, I didn't have a move on that one. Um, but definitely I was really proud of him because he showed that he's mature. He, he raced well, kept things under control for that first bit and then just had to move to, towards the end, which obviously um going to be happy about that. I think I want to say he was fifth, I was seventh, and Landon was ninth. Um, and so that, I think that was definitely a pretty sol- solid showing at the early meet. Um, and then coming back at, at the Riverside meet, I think that one went pretty well, but I don't remember too much from that one. Awesome. Well, it's good to hear like the young guys are, are growing, getting faster. Um, I mean, 100%. obviously that's a great, great high point, especially early on in the season. But yep. we will break to an ad right now. Um, we'll be back real quick after this little 30 second break all right we are back with garrett um moving on to indoor season after a little discussion of cross country this fall um miles do you want to take it off for us for indoor season um so yeah i mean where else to start but the sub four you know leading up to that meet what was that preparation like training what were you like mentally that whole week leading up to it and then also just the day before all the way up until the gun goes off Uh, i'd say generally it was pretty solid like normal week of training um in, in the week leading up, uh, our usual like pre-race Tuesday workout is um, probably, I think it was five by K. I don't remember exactly how many we did, but usually like a couple, a bunch of Ks at a normal solid pace, about 310, um, and then follow that up with a couple of strides. Um, I think we flew out on Thursday, um, which I kind of favor because um, I raced Saturday, a couple of guys we had in the 3K on Friday. And so if, if we fly out Thursday for a race, like the next day, people have to do their pre-meet, like coming off the plane, um, or not coming off the plane, but like that same day and then race the next day. But I had, I had the ability to just do a little bit more of like an applicate, um, acclimation to the travel. Um, it's obviously not a far flight up to Seattle. Um, but it was just nice to be able to do an easy run, um, and just relax and then be able to do the the pre-meet the next day. Um. And then, yeah, race day was pretty fun. Um, woke up and I, I usually don't have a time in mind going into a race. I'm just, I'm usually racing to win. And then just whatever time comes out of that, if the race goes well, it'll be a PR. If the race doesn't go well, like know that I, I moved up in the field well and just close well. Um, but this is 
pretty pretty different for me because I knew like I had ran for a 1.02 last year which is like not crazy close to sub four but it was like close enough that I knew that like I would be a little disappointed if my race if my next race wasn't sub four um so yeah as I said I don't usually like go in with a time expectation but this time like I obviously did I had I had no choice but um so yeah I was definitely pretty nervous going into it but then um it's a it's a great race um and I think uh, mentally I, I approached it similarly to to my other races um I like to just be pretty quiet I have a, a pretty solid playlist on Spotify wow. um, that I that I like to run through um but yeah it was is similar and different um probably the expected ways yeah kind of with a segue to that we talked about the the art of the playlist with Dylan Jacobs of course and he had a he said country music Yassine Abdallah said a lot of yeet, um, a lot of hardcore rap. It, there's a different take for every runner, I feel like. What is your take on the playlist before a meet or before a race? Um, I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll, I'll get you some of, some of the good ones. Um, we've got uh, Can't Hold This by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Oh, okay. Uh, run by One Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, Born to Run, American Authors. Oh, that's um, a good one. Go Big or Go Home, American Authors again. On Top of the World by Imagine Dragons. Um, and then we'll give it, I like to win West Sean Locke um, and hire by Eminem. So um, I'm a little picky with, with what music I have on there um, because there's, there's definitely some good songs that I'll have on like my regular, like conventional non pre-race playlists. Um, but like they start out and they're like relatively slow. They build into things. Um, but with the pre-race playlist, I, um, I try to make it so that each song like is one that starts out fast and with a strong beat because like, otherwise it, I'd be going from like a song that's pretty like going hard at the end straight into a song that starts out real real quiet and soft um and i just i wanted to just be continuous of just going through like song after song after song as opposed to like going up and then i get like pretty excited because it's the end of the song and then and then it goes back and goes slow again that is really methodical i've never thought about it like that <laughs> i guess pre-game pre-game playlist making is a is a big oh, part God, of it now have it. that's yeah. i will have to yeah. consider that for this season's track playlist um but yeah next i think a a week or two maybe later you actually came back to washington similar mile um may have been similar competition i didn't quite look at the at the field but that's another sub four clocking and you actually did pr in 358 so you took about not another second or so off the time um and how did that was that experience similar or different from the first time you'd kind of dipped under four and what did you expect going into that race after your first sub four experience i'd say um at least at the end of that race, the end of the, the Ken Shannon uh, mile, the 358, um, I definitely felt a lot better, um, just a, more able to run on my cool down. Um, after the first mile at the Husky Classic, um, it was just, it was a second, 1.3 seconds slower, um, but I was real tired afterwards. Um, I was trying to do my cool down with Caden um, and I just could hardly run. I spent like the last, the 10, 15 minutes just trying to be able to stand on my feet and trying to um, hold my eggs and bacon down. Um, wow. it was trying to make a reappearance, but I, I was doing my best to not have that happen. Um, but I was going like 10, 15 minute pace on, on that cool down for the first couple minutes. Um, but yeah, for, um, for that second mile, um, it was, it was similar competition. Um, I knew I had some fast guys in there. Um, I think Ronan from UCLA was, um, scheduled to run, but he ended up, uh, didn't end up running. He, he ran an eight just because he already had a time that was going to get him into national. So there's no need to, to put the extra work in his legs. So I totally understand the scratch on that one. Um, but yeah, give, um, Isaiah Givens from Colorado had a great race. Um, I think he won it in 355.99. That time got him into nationals. But I think, unfortunately, I had to scratch from sickness. Um, 
and then there was a BYU guy, um, I think Lucas Bonds, and then uh, and then me. So I was I was in third. I think my issue with that race, I went I went out a little slow, or not obviously not slow, but I didn't go out as hard as I should have. And so, um, looking at it afterwards, I think that like I probably had enough energy in me to pass five people in that race. Like as people were falling off the pace, I could go around them. Um, but if I by putting myself in eighth at the start. Um, and then I passed five people or whatever it was um, that puts me in third versus if I put myself in like say sixth or seventh at the start or farther forward I wouldn't have had to go through all that extra effort like thinking and going around people as the race went on just to to hang on to the fast pace at the start by the by pace from BYU yeah and that was that sort of the idea going into those two races that you would kind of sit back and see if you could move up or was that how just how it played out from the gun Amazing question. Um, it was not the plan going into the race. So for the Husky Classic Mile, um, Coach and I both wanted to have it be a pacer and then a racer and then me for about the first 800 or K until the pacer dropped off. That way, when the pacer dropped, um, I wouldn't be forced to take the lead. I'd have someone else there that could at least do a little bit of work for maybe the next uh, three or 400 meters, depending on when the pacer went. Um, and so I think in that first race, I was out in eighth or ninth. Um, and so I spent the first 500 meters moving up the field when ideally I, I should have already been in position. Um, so by the time the pacer uh, pulled off at about a, um, about a K into the race, um, I was in the position I wanted to be in, but I, I should have been in that position earlier. Totally. Yeah. And so kind of on the, the flip end of a race, you have the pregame plan going in, you have the actual race itself, but what are those talks like with coach Lockhart post race about what could have done better? Um, what could have improvements would have made and what successes kind of occurred during the race and how are those talks i'd say i'd say definitely both both talks after each race were um extremely positive because not much to complain about with both races i think being uh a two uh, a one second pr for that first race going from 40102 to 35997 or 96 97 whatever it's an old pr um <laughs> and, and then um and then going from that that first race down to, to 35867 um i'd say like there's always things to improve on. Um, but I was, I was happy with the races. Um, and he was as well. Like there were definitely things I did wrong, like positioning wise, but to have things that I did wrong and know I could improve on, but also know that it was still a great race. And so it's like, it wasn't, it was obviously all I had, but there was things I could improve on to, to make the race better and just to be, to be faster that next time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great talking to him. Cause he, he obviously saw the whole race from a different perspective, like not from being in the race, but he could see, what everyone behind me was doing as well um and so it was great to yeah. hear from him like knowing what i what i can improve just to make that get that next half a second or whatever and combine that with fitness and race strategy and and um, put everything together i want i want to quickly touch on like what's going through your mind in the actual race in terms of like uh the race plan um and like positioning like you just talked about when when you're like you know in this race are you you think okay i'm in this place i'm where i need to be i need i should go up a little more i should push surge whatever so you know what's what's going through your mind through through those two races of sub four yeah i think that the big thing that stands out to me is like um or like the the one the one thought i can remember is um like obviously when everyone starts we're all on the same line and then everyone files we're all going along the rail and then you can see like I, I'm assuming and hoping that the pacers on pace or slightly ahead that way all of us that are actually going to finish the race are, are on pace um, and so I'm just like trying to look one or two spots ahead to see if there's a gap forming and see if someone's falling off pace 
um, and then just getting around a, a person or two at a time to, to get myself back on pace. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm always hoping that the pacer's on or just like going with the race um, and then just, just moving and passing each person as needed. Um, it's difficult at the Dempsey Indoor facility because it's like a 307 meter track. So when I come by the clock at the finish line, uh, I have no idea what the splits mean. And so I have to like go off of what the coaches are saying at like the weird 400 meter marks. Um, and so when I heard, I think for both races, the first split was right around 59 or 60. Um, and everyone was pretty much in a line, strung out, doing what we were supposed to do. So when something like that happens, I just I just roll with it and go with the flow because at least at that point in the race, nothing's going wrong. So there's no need to change it. Yeah. And so that's actually strange because most indoor tracks are 200 meters. And so right. did that factor into how you were going to play that play out the race compared to an outdoor race, given that the splits were going to be weird or that racing indoors is typically different than an outdoor race? Um, I think it was kind of nice up there because it's it's more similar to an outdoor race than than a conventional 200 meter track is just because like the, the turns are pretty wide. Uh, it's a flat track. Um, but it, yeah, the only thing that I have to change is like making sure that making sure that I'm on space or like trying to hear the coaches a little bit when when they say that the splits at each 400, because when when I look at this, the clock at 400, uh, 307 meters around each time, it's like it doesn't mean anything to me in my head. Yeah. And so kind of speaking more from in a general sense, like Cal is not as, as much of a well-known program as other bigger power five schools in yeah. those in those conferences. But I'd say, especially after this indoor season, you received a lot of notoriety through sources like online and on Instagram, kind of like the Stride Report and other places where people could actually find your name and you were being seen through your work in the mile and through like the stuff that you were putting down and the times you were throwing yeah. down. And do you think that's sort of attention or do you find that sort of attention kind of validating to the work you put in or do you not kind of like bother with the hype? Um, I definitely think it's validating and I'll, I'll pay attention to it a little bit. Like it's, it's fun to have myself mentioned. Like it, it's, like yeah. no, no one's, no one's going to be sad about getting mentioned in the article. I'm talking positive about them. Like I'm, I'm completely good with that. Um, but one thing I do like purposely try to do, um, like my dad and my dad, will read um, the shred report articles before the race. Like sometimes I'll send it over to my girlfriend. Like if she wants to like see who's in it, like see like what someone else thinks I'm expected to do because she's a swimmer. And so it's a little like, she doesn't know too much about track. Um, but yeah, like personally, I'll, I'll avoid reading it on purpose um, mm. just because I don't want any more pressure than what I'm already putting on myself, what my coaches are putting on myself. Like I, I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want, I don't want to necessarily like be reading a day or two before the race and like seeing what someone else thinks I should do when I already like, I, I think I have the best plan that's going to work out for me, but um, I love reading them after the race, like, and seeing like, Oh, like where they read on this thing, where they wrong on this thing. Um, but yeah, at least um, specifically the strategy report, um, I appreciate them because they've, they've definitely been paying attention to me and like seeing what I've been doing because um, there'll be some races where um, I won't be in the fastest seat, but they'll still, they'll still see my name there and be like, watch out for Garrett McQuitty. He might throw down a fast time. Um, there was a funny thing that happened. Um, I want to see the Husky preview. Um, somehow I ended up on the heat sheets and I shouldn't have been. And so they mentioned <laughs> me in their, they mentioned me in their preview. And I was like, I, I sent them a DM. I was like, guys like i don't plan on running this like i'll be there at, and then i said I, I said i'd be there at husky classic and ken shannon so it worked out well because like i didn't want to be mentioned in the article and have them think i was running and then i just don't show up on the day um because i when i sent them the message it was like when everyone was already in seattle that was racing and i was like dude i'm doing a workout in berkeley like right now i'm not going um but then it was it worked out well because um after that like i i told them what race i was going to be at so then it gave them a heads up like 
I'm not going to be at this one, but like, Hey, like if you want to mention me in an article, I'll be over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. So do you, do you think like this online presence is beneficial to, you know, the Cal program as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, as long as I'm doing positive things and, and running good races, obviously I think it's, I think it's pretty positive. Like if I start running like crap and not doing too well, then that that wouldn't look too good on the program. But I feel like, I feel like I'm a relatively good representative of like, um, how, how things are going here. Yeah, totally. And so, I mean, reflecting on, I mean, you guys did a, definitely a few indoor meets, um, definitely yeah. a lot of success there. Um, what, what, I mean, other than yourself, what were some other big, big results that you came out of that indoor season that are really some things that you're excited about going forward in this outdoor season? For myself, uh, I only raced twice this past indoor season, the, the 359 and 358. So definitely looking forward to those. Um, my teammate, Claire Yuri, who are, um, our local, like Cal newspaper, the daily Cal, uh, they called us the, um, Cal's junior distance duo. So, um, she nice. ran she ran 342 uh, in the mile and uh, a pretty solid PR in the 3K. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, and then she actually ended up going viral on TikTok. She has like two and a half million views because what? the runner space. <laughs> yeah. So the runner space announcer in her 3K, um, like I'm completely going off topic here, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> the, the runner space announcer for her 3K, um, like, was really surprised because she didn't have a very solid 3k PR because she's not a 3k runner she's more of a miler and so he, he was like Claire Yerby taking the lead what a surprise um and that was that was really funny and then she posted that on TikTok and it went absolutely viral it's got like 500,000 likes or something so that was pretty funny um she's been doing really well um I'd say overall as a distance team we're pretty solid um I def uh we have a two men's pole vaulters that are both doing really well uh Skylar and Tyler um and then um, a couple of sprinters. I think um, one guy broke the 60-meter school record and one guy broke the 200-meter school record. So um, they're both doing well. Yeah. Awesome. And then obviously all, our, 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 all of our throwers are obviously always really good. So oh, cow throws are they, they, they've, they've had enough, uh, enough articles written about them themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and so this concluding indoor season, I mean, everything seems like it's, it went really well. It was a great, great step forward going into outdoors. And what are you looking forward to for outdoors after seeing these results? And what, what meets or yeah. what, like what results or what are you hoping to get out of? Yeah, so I'll, I'll open the season in a week at the Stanford Invite. Um, I think I'm, I'm at least entered in the 1500 and the 800, um, but I think I might end up scratching the eight. I'm not sure that's, um, I'll, I'll trust my coach's decision on that. I'm not too sure. Um, so Stanford Invite and then two weeks later, Azusa Pacific and Brian Clay. I think I might double at both of those. Um, big meet obviously that'll be fun conference regionals and then hopefully make it to nationals i'd say um goal this season is to make it to texas um if i make it to like if we count the rounds first round second round at regionals third and fourth round at nationals my goal is to make it third hopefully fourth round and just like make it to texas hope, hopefully um running well there um and at least with regionals closer to home and in, in sacramento it should be like as big of a deal with travel because it's it's more convenient um for us um but yeah definitely hoping to throw down some fast times and um I know uh, Azusa should be a pretty fast meet because it, it always is. They Everyone goes there. Everyone's got rabbits. So I feel like Azusa is going to be a big meet. Um, so, you know, looking at your team's schedule uh, for outdoor, um, what what meets do you have marked on your calendar as, um, you know, fast fast time for you or deep competition in the meet? Um, so are you looking to specialize in any particular event uh, this season or on any certain day um, or try any new tactics? Um, I'd say 
tactically, tactically, I'll probably stay relatively similar to indoor, um, just because that worked out well for me. Um, just hanging with the pace and moving whenever I can. Um, and then for specific meets, I think um, Stanford for fast times, uh, Stanford invite and Azusa Pacific will probably be probably be the good ones, um, just because everything else will be tactical um, with big meet conference regionals nationals like those could be really fast they could be really slow it just depends how the race goes on the day like depends what the field wants to go um whether they want to make it tactical or whether they want to like go for the the auto the auto the big cues and the little cues in, in our heat um so don't know what's going to happen with those but like i'd say knowing a meet's going to be fast time that would be uh stanford invite and azusa and i'd say I'd probably most hyped for big meet just because it's it's always fun to to race against the stanford guys and and beat as many of them as i can is that, is that at home this year or no that's at home this year. Yeah, I was at Stanford last year. Yeah. Boom. Huge. Boom. And kind of moving into like more fun topics. I don't know like if this is exactly relevant to running, but Cal has announced a deal with Nike. And I'd say for most sports, like it, brand deals don't really matter too much. I think in running, it might matter a bit more because running is pretty specialized in terms of the footwear and the shoe you're using. And I, I don't know how it works to Cal if they make you wear a certain brand of trainer since you guys are currently with Under Armour. But yeah. do you have any thoughts? Are you excited about that new Cal and Nike deal? And, and what is it, what implications I have for the track and cross country team? I think it should be pretty fun. Um, we've got a bunch of the guys that are running in uh, in Nike pegs right now. Um, I'm personally like not a huge fan of the Under Armour shoes. I don't I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, but I, I love the apparel that Under Armour has. But just shoe wise, like I'm I'm training in um, Brooks Adrenalines. I've had I want to say like 30 pairs of them. Like not even exaggerating. Okay. Um, I work at a running shoe store back home, so I buy them for pretty oh. cheap. Um, and then I've got dragonflies that I'll use for uh, for track and cross. So um, it won't be a huge change for me training wise. I'll probably stick with my Brooks shoes if I, I assume I, I will be allowed to. Um, and then obviously I'll just be getting the dragonflies from from the team instead of from my store back home. Um, but apparel wise, I I know um Coach Johnson, our director of track and field. Um, I think she designed our uniforms and uh, made all of the apparel. Like um, work with the work with Nike to make them. And so I, I trust her judgment. I hope things turned out really well. Um, so they, they should be pretty fun. Have you gotten a sneak peek to the singlets and, and shorts yet? Or I haven't. Um, Coach has designed them and she offered to show me, uh, Coach Johnson. Um, but I think we were like in an elevator in Seattle. And so she didn't have the time <laughs> to like pull up the email on our phone. But um, I think it's it's not super secretive. Like, I think I'm allowed to see it, um, but I, I haven't had a chance to yet. So they're like finalized? I think it's finalized, yeah. Because everything, like it takes a while for them to like, print everything out and whatever um so I, I think it's been finalized um i hope there's like some fun like media reveal but i i haven't heard anything about that yet yeah and so but if it were up to you what would be your like dream like cow singlet for racing in your shorts as well let's see um shorts probably um just aerosmith love those shorts i've got a couple pairs of them um maybe half tights i can't i can't decide but like let's go Let's go Navy Aeroswift half tights and then uh, gold cow singlet, gold cow singlet with um, a blue, blue California across the front, maybe a bear or a C on the back. That's sick. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, we, we were at the Cardinal Invitational. It was a pretty low key yep. meet, but it was a good chance to see the young guys run. And what do you think yep. is in store for the young guys, like with Caden and all those, the freshmen? after seeing what they they could do at that yeah. meet. Yep, yep. I think um Caden's definitely been doing pretty solid. Um he killed the workout uh today. Um but yeah, I think he's he's got some big things in store along with um a couple of guys that are uh, coming back from injury, Rowan Fitzgerald, 
um, I think big things coming from him pretty soon. His older brother was on the team. He just graduated. So I'm um, looking for big things from him and um, just across the board, things are looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, anything, any other thoughts, ideas, hopes, dreams, wishes, goals for this outdoor season or going into this summer? Yeah. Big, big goals, probably just make it to Texas. Um, hope, hoping to do big things there. Um, and then obviously um, hoping to stay healthy and um, not have a, not have a rerun of my, um, my cross country season. Um, but I guess like on, on that side of things, this like right now, these, these past couple of weeks have been, been like the training block that I had um, during last cross season, just between like indoor and um, the start of my outdoor season. So stayed healthy through this, um, been, been doing pretty well. Um, so just, yeah, hoping to continue what's been going on. Sweet. I mean, that's all we've got for you. Um, where can people find you on the internet? We did this, I did this last time, but if you want to drop your course, business, Strava, Instagram, we had a YouTube plug. I think I have a YouTube channel, but I never post on it. That's like one video of my dog wearing a GoPro. Um, if anyone <laughs> wants to see that, that's that's just my name, Garrett McQuitty. Um, but other than that, um, Instagram, my last name, McQuitty. Uh, Twitter, G McQuitty. I think Instagram's just the main one I use, though. That's going to be my last name. Well, Garrett, we look forward to seeing what you can do this outdoor season. Yeah. We will for sure have to get you back on the pod after everything is wrapped up with the outdoor yeah. season. Hopefully, make it to Natty's. That'll be the goal. Appreciate you too. Thanks, Evan Miles. That is it for Run Fast Podcast, episode number nine. We'd like to thank all of you guys for listening. Um, Miles, do you have anything to say? I mean, that that was really fun to record. You know, I'm stoked for just to watch outdoor season for Caltrack. Um, great combo with Garrett. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, coming back soon. We'll be spinning back very, very quickly. Quick turnaround for the next episode. We're banging out two in one day, but... I'm not sure sure when they'll get posted. Hopefully the same day I have the back-to-back episode post. But we will be with you shortly with our next episode. Thank you guys once again for listening.